Well, hey, Merry Christmas. Merry, it's not Christmas yet. Bob no, humbug not. and all that. You're looking very festive. Yeah. Do you like the hat? Those are available now on our website. Um, also, real quick, before we get started, I just want to say to like we're already a few seconds in, so I got to get this out really fast. If you clicked on this video for whatever reason, be it a title, be it a thumbnail, be it you were like, what is this? Or it was recommended to you and whatever. And then you see it as a podcast and so you're like, screw that. I'm out. I understand. I'm also not one to sit and watch a podcast on YouTube because it's like an hour of your life. However, please, if you listen to podcasts at all or you need something to change up your weekly commute or daily commute, you know, once a week you're feeling like maybe something other than music or football. Football is boring. Go check us out. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. You can listen to us right here on YouTube music also uh we're, we're all over google Podcasts, like all those platforms we are there jk moto podcast go check it out go follow us on instagram click the download button wherever that platform might be your personal platform and then take a listen to us because uh, i don't I, like i said i understand if you don't want to sit and watch an hour-long video just okay talking about motorcycles but okay. that's what we okay. do enough said Sorry. now give us that give us that professional intro one more time <clears throat> Yeah, hang on, hang on. I gotta get the. I gotta be able to read. You have it written down. Well, kinda. I just. I mean, it's been written down for a long time. So, uh, welcome back to JK Moto Podcast, a motorcycle-related podcast covering current motorcycle news and racing news and results, specializing in track riding and the average motorcycle owner operator, because that's what we consider ourselves. Brought to you today by once again your favorite working class customs. So I'm Easton, your host, and this is Cole. Also, Hi. your host, Cole. All right. On that, that note, let's roll that intro. Yesterday, at one point, I was in sick. We're back. Yeah. How about that intro, though? Yeah, that, that intro, you know, that was pretty good. That's a working process, so we're going to... Well, I mean, that, don't give me that look. I mean, the intro's fine. The intro's Just good. The intro's great. Peter that says, new intro, make new intro. So there's got to be a new one by now. <laughs> yeah, we can't see it. Yeah. Uh, we can't see it. That stuff gets put in post-process. Yeah, we only watch the intros not live. And right now we're live. Well, man, I don't, I don't know how I would feel if I was in your shoes. In what way? I'm gonna circle back. It's gonna take just a minute. You haven't even gone anywhere yet. I'm gonna circle back. Okay. Where are we starting though? Saturday morning. Okay. Waking up Saturday morning, bright and early, getting ready to throw on a qualifying and sprint race. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't one there. It's over. Yeah. It's freaking over. It's over for a while. <laughs> I think we need to end the episode. I don't know if I'm going to emotionally get a, be able to support. It's over for a while. And and what what are we going to do without motorcycle racing in our life? They need to just figure I mean, I got to I got to VPN some Australian superbike or something. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking about that in my head cuz I was I was thinking about making an argument for why motorcycle racing is better than watching football. 
specifically. It's football season. A lot of people watching football. If you're a football fan, I don't actually have anything against you. It's just not my forte. But I was trying to figure out an argument because I was like, that'll break the internet. You know, right. if I start claiming that motorcycle racing is better. And I, uh, so the first thing I did was go through a list of things in my head. I'm like, well, it's better because it's motorcycle racing. Why is it not? But yeah. obviously it's not like a fact. That's just an opinion. So there's that. I was like, well, let's look up how many NFL games there are in a season compared to how many MotoGP races. There's a lot of NFL games. It was like 270 something or something ridiculous like that. But I didn't look at how many races there are because it was like, obviously it's way less. But I was like, well, that's games between teams. So if you times how many races there are by how many teams there are. And really, you'd have to times it by the individual rider because that's all that really matters. There's 20 plus riders on the grid. You'd only need 30 races. No, 20 races, even. 15 races would get you to 300. So, anyway, I'll keep working on that arg argument because obviously it's not very good yet. Uh, but, man, so yeah, I right. had it is, it's over for the year. I, I just had a I just had this discussion with somebody. And again, I'm going to go all over the place. So the reason college football is so popular compared to NFL football mm -hmm. is because every game in college matters. You can't, if you drop one game, chances are you're out of the championship contention. So, okay. so less game, less is more sometimes. And I would also use the baseball analogy. They play like a hundred and something games a year. And no one watches that anymore. Nobody watches it, at least till the playoffs come around. If you're a diehard fan, then you, you, you watch it casually in a bar in the background, but uh, that's beside the point. So the argument isn't always more is better, but when you watch MotoGP, all the best players or any motorcycling event, all the best players in whatever category you're watching, they're all on the field at the same time. Every time. Every time. Yeah. And I, I think that's better. That's my but, biggest my biggest argument for it was simply like, what if your team's not playing this weekend? Or what if your team is playing but isn't on your TV channels and you have to pay all this extra money? With MotoGP, if you pay for the app, you get everything. And unless right. your guy's out on injury, he's racing. Everyone's racing. But I did have a discussion with somebody that said the reason MotoGP owns all those other sports is that it takes 20 minutes out of their day, 20 minutes out of their weekend, or mm -hmm. 20 minutes out of their Sunday, let's say, because mm -hmm. I get to watch something with no commercials. I mean, once it starts... I just watch it with no commercials, start to finish, and I can go get something done on a Sunday. Yeah. If I'm watching yeah, football, true. I have to watch all the advertisements. I have to watch, you know, them stopping every 15 seconds to pick a football up and carry it around and whatever. So I, one of my arguments is no commercials. There you go. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, even I think, if I remember right, even watching that on TV, once the race starts, they – hold commercials yeah there's no commercials during unless race. there's unless there's a flag right if there's a red flag that comes up and the, the race gets stopped they'll they'll throw one in real quick but beyond that you're yeah now you're start to finish non-stop racing and i would argue especially with the sprints this year 
you know, maybe the race is just too much, too boring, too much of a long game for people. But with the sprints added in there, like it's good. Well, yeah. It's it's action packed. In this world of TikTok and reels and nobody ever, well, I mean, you just mentioned it in the intro. Nobody wants to watch something an hour long anymore. So yeah, true. Man, if you're if you're from the Twitter sphere, MotoGP's your jam. True. All right. That sums that up, I think. We'll get back to that later. More for you coming on why you should be watching motorcycle <laughs> racing instead of football. And I will say, you know, the only other thing that I will say is that you don't have to give up on football because guess what? MotoGP's over and football just started. That's and then football's a... gonna end and MotoGP's gonna start again. Yeah. You can do both. You you can do both, but there's somebody screaming right now that the NFL season's like three quarters of the way over. Just so you know, they literally have. There's a little bit of overlap. I understand that the NFL season is like this long. Yeah, silly. Anyway, I did get into an interesting discussion with uh, you know my Ducati friend from back east. Yeah, the one. Yeah, that you got the Ducati from. That started all of this. Arguably, may have started all of this mess. All of what you're watching right now could be down, could be yes. summed down to one small event. So, or listening to, you might not be watching. So, a huge Ducati fan, mm-hmm. huge, huge Ducati fan. And it was kind of interesting listening to the other perspective because I have nothing, I have nothing against Ducatis. Long hesitation. I don't want to get into that. So, the uh, Ducati, cool, whatever. But mm-hmm. they're not my they're not my first brand pick. I mean, you've owned almost as many Ducatis as you have BMWs. That's not even true. That's pretty true. So if it, it was a very interesting conversation because we started out talking MotoGP, talking about how the year went, talking about you know all these kind of things, and my friend has zero qualms with there being eight Ducatis on the field. Okay. He wishes there was 15, 22 even. I have more than zero qualms with your friend, but I'll hold them for now. (laughs) I know you don't agree with that, and I have less of a problem with it than you do because I have said many times, and I'll say it again, you say what you want about Ducati, but I appreciate the fact that they put eight bikes on that grid because they help keep our sport going, and I mean, they they filled the gap. Now, do I think some of them need to get the hell out of there now? Yes. but Yeah, I think... I think I am humble enough to say that I I agree with you 100%. I am glad that Ducati is doing it. I'm not necessarily mad at Ducati for having eight bikes at the grid. I'm more mad at all the other manufacturers for not being for not, not putting as many bikes as they should be or dropping out completely or building a bike so uncompetitive that it gives their rider a massive excuse slash maybe it just can't beat them whatever and that's not aimed at one brand particularly because we've seen that with just about all but one of the other brands besides ducati so yep having this discussion like i said we started with MotoGP. it was interesting hearing his perspective you know mm-hmm. he's he's turning the tv on to see ducati so when they're all ducatis that's just making his day but him just talking about you know i made a comment about old golden underwear in front of him mm-hmm using the gentleman's real name and he instantly fired back and started telling me what a fan of Mark Marquez he is. And 
I said, is that because he's going to a Ducati? Now you're going to be a fan of Mark Marquez? And and I think he, he might have been offended by that comment, too, a little bit. And just was, you know, saying that when Mark Marquez, he started becoming more and more of a fan of him as he's went through all these injuries. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because he said, Mark rides the way Mark rides. He's always rode the way he rides. Some people could call it a little dirty at times, but definitely aggressive. And he went through all these injuries and he said, every time you see him, he's got a smile on his face. Don't matter what's happening. He'll smile for a camera and he just takes it in stride and knows that if you ride like that, sometimes you'll be on the bad end. Sometimes you'll be on the good end, but that's just how you ride. And I'm glad that someone else in the world sees the truth. (laughs) That's, that's refreshing. (laughs) So, so he said that I can't help, but think he's not just starting to, Hitch, hitch his horse to a wagon, possibly, but uh, that's fine too. But we we had that whole conversation, and then I'm telling you all this story to say the conversation bled over into World Superbike. Okay, and this is where I was really amazed about just how strong the Ducati pill is when you eat it, <laughs> okay. because we started talking about World Superbike. And I mentioned how excited I was that Top Rack has moved to BMW because now for once and for all, you heard it here first. If Top Rack doesn't win a couple races next year, at the very least, if he doesn't Mm -hmm. win a couple races, I will sit up here and tell all of y'all what a pile of junk that BMW bike is and that it's a club race bike only. And if you're trying to play games seriously, then it's just forget it. All right. You did hear it here first. Mark yeah. that. Write that down. Uh, mark your calendars. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel that that's... I'm confident enough to think that that's not going to happen. But as I started talking about that, I just I just assumed everybody knows Top Rack's the best rider in World Superbike. Like... Yeah. I mean, I just, yeah. ass, I just assumed. I mean, I could see an argument for Ray, for Johnny Ray, but... I mean, it it's pretty obvious top rack is the most skilled rider in world superbike especially after some of the antics at the end of the year and oh my gosh this ducati pill argued with me fairly heatedly about why batista's a better rider than top rack really yes and i said come on just because he's on a ducati in italian doesn't mean he's a better rider i Uh and he says well he won the championship you know he he won the championship what say you and I said, well, he's on a faster bike. And he said, that's not Ducati's fault. And I said, no, I appreciate, I love that Ducati has a faster bike. The last thing I want to do is force them to slow their bike down so that others can compete. I want the others to get better. Right. Yep. But I mentioned the weight advantage. And he said, doesn't matter. Go hire a smaller rider. Ducati makes the best bike. And he his, his final argument is an argument that we've all heard, but his final argument was Batista is winning the race, but where are the other Ducatis? And I said, Top Rack's finishing second. <laughs> where are the other Yamahas? Yeah. And I could also yeah. say Johnny Ray's in the top three, and where are the other Kawasaki's? Right. So, And what happens when you, I mean, it's the time old question of what happens when you take top rack and put him on a ducati with so some time to get used to it 
Yeah. And or depending on who you're talking about, maybe you don't need any time to get used to it. I think in any, and we're going to prove that next year, but in any sane person's heart, I think that the chance of top rack moving to any bike on the field and being competitive is so much higher than Batista moving to any other bike on the field and being competitive. That's so for me, for me, it's good to be a Ducati fan, but that's just one step too far. Not to take anything away from Batista, but I don't think he's going to like the Hall of Fame or anything, whereas a Top Rack and a Johnny Ray will. I agree with you. Yep, I agree. That is the that that's the scariest part for me, and, and we've we've talked about that so much it's a little bit overhashed out, but I'll say it again anyway. Is that how many of the riders that we're seeing now on Ducatis are actually as good as they look? Give it to Ducati, 100%. They make an amazing bike. A lot of those riders have plenty of talent. Yes, and I'm not trying to say that these guys suck or they're terrible, but are they truly as good as they look, or is it the bike shining underneath them and giving them that advantage? We're going to find out next year. With the, We'll get into that in a minute. But while we're still on World Superbike, mm-hmm. I just want to say, have you been watching? World Superbike? Top Rack finally got to ride that bike? No, I didn't see a, t- a test, no. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. He finally got to ride that bike. He said, uh, so Yamaha kind of screwed him over, in my opinion. They didn't let him mm-hmm. test with everybody else. Right. So he's a month behind everybody getting thrown a leg over the new bike. I mean, Johnny Ray's been driving the Yamaha for a while now. Right. But Top Rack got on the, he got on it on Sunday. And he did 11 laps, I think. And he came back in with a big old smile on his face and said the thing is fast. Yeah. And then today is Monday. Sorry, we're recording this on Monday the 4th. He got on it again. He did 19 laps today. They had mixed conditions. It was rainy. But he said, he said, um, he, he basically said, I don't know if you're looking at his quote, but look at his quote from today, man. Read that. Uh, from today specifically, I don't know if I have it, but One he did say on the, on the first lap, I was just smiling, especially on the corner exit. Blah, 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 blah. I felt unbelievable power, and over the hill, it was still going. It keeps getting faster. They had some issues with oil, but he said... Uh, that, was, like that was Sunday comment, so you need okay. today's comment. I don't know if I have... This is all from Sunday. This whole article is all from Sunday. Five said, hours ago. Yeah. he. The gist of it was the BMW is not that far off and we're coming for all of you. In general, I am really happy because it has been a very positive test. My feeling for the M1000 is very good. Now I understand the bike and we did also very good lap times regarding the track conditions, which were not the best. So I did not push towards a fast lap time, and we did not use a softer tire. We're learning. Power of the engine are unbelievable. Thank you to all you guys. I'm Go very positive. We will see. I need more time. Yeah. In general, I am very happy, and after the first laps, I would say that we are not far. We are coming. There you go. I like it. I like it. And guess what else? Huh. What do you got? Either I'm not the only one drinking Kool-Aid, or the rumor mill is start to ramp ramp up, and I I I swear you know Lord, it. You see it. You know it. 
I you heard it here first. There's some clickbait stuff on the YouTube right now. Top Rack went to BMW to win them a World Superbike Championship and then MotoGP. It's a lot of clickbait things. If you actually watch the videos, he says he has he says he's there to win a championship for BMW. He said it would mm-hmm. mean more to win it on a BMW than it would on a Yamaha at this point. Okay. And then he also says he has not give up given up on his MotoGP dream. He was quoted. Okay. So one of those things doesn't have anything to do with the other, but they're trying to make video headlines piece that look like Yeah, it. piece it together and Yeah, uh that is the one thing uh, if it's your first time to JK Moto, thanks for being here still. Thanks for being with us, listening, watching, whatever it might be. Uh, we try very hard to. Our titles might be clickbait. Our your your titles maybe a little bit, um, but we're not going to lie to you. I'm not going to make stuff up, and I'm not going to say things. We are not going to say things that we don't have confirmed. We might say some things that we think, but I think we're pretty good about prefacing that that's opinion or we heard this somewhere, maybe just a rumor mill. Not going to just come out and say a bunch of stuff that may or may not be true and piece words together from across the internet when things aren't confirmed because who wants fake news? Yeah, but I might have started this one. Maybe. Yeah, maybe they watched our podcast and they're like, yeah. I've been I've been telling everybody to listen. And I'll tell you what, that guy does a hell of a good stoppy on a BMW. <laughs> well, I think he does that on just about anything, but... Well, yeah, All right. but he, he's been out there doing that. Excited for that. Excited for that mm-hmm. next year. If, if, you know, you hear it at least once an episode on here, but man, I hope they make it to MotoGP at some point. But if they just start winning some races, Garrett Gerloff said, Garrett Gerloff says he expects him to, by his second, by the second test, he expects him to be breaking trap track records. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> So, and if by the second test, I might be out of a job. <laughs> well, that's a bummer. The interesting thing, I don't know if you know this, but do you remember? It, it hasn't really come up, but a couple years ago when Garrett Gerloff was riding for Yamaha, his career was really on a upward swing. I mean, he was swing, getting, yeah. he was competing. He was getting better and better every week. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Top Rack was competing for a championship that year and Gerloff okay. took him out in the first corner. And it was really bad. It was blat it wasn't it wasn't intentional. It was just stupid. It was a pretty stupid move on his part. It happens to everybody, right? Mm-hmm. But he got blown up in the media so bad that he never rode the same and eventually got fired from Yamaha and went to BMW. And now they're back. On the same team. Back together. They're on the same brand, I should say. Uh, Garrett's on the satellite team. Right. But they have promised to work much closer. The satellite team is supposed to have been pretty much taken over by BMW as well. Okay. So they're getting new parts also. Interesting. Yeah, and that's... You know, the funny thing is, if uh, let's take your your theory. Again, not fact here, but your theory. uh, And the theory of, I guess some other random people on the internet that Garrett, not Garrett, Top Rack comes in, wins championship, and BMW says, sweet, hey, look, look, BMW head people, we did it. We won. Can we get some more money? We'll go win somewhere else too. And they head to MotoGP. 
it's such that's so backwards to me. I understand that it, it's easier to do World Superbike because you're using a bike that you you're trying to sell on the street. But one would argue that the only reason BMW has that bike at all is for World Superbike. So, what's the difference between that and doing MotoGP? Obviously, more money to get in MotoGP. I got that. Whatever. And they're already in MotoGP with a safety car, and they're a huge sponsors, so they don't really like they get plenty of business that way. Whatever. But in my head, I'm like, you know, it would make more sense to be like, look, we are so close. Let us in MotoGP so we get the design time and be ahead of what's what's on the street right now. Because right now they're playing catch-up, right? Everyone else is testing their bikes in MotoGP, testing out all this aero, all this crazy stuff, and then adding it to the street bikes. Fully tested already. BMW is adding it to the street bikes and testing it on the street bikes. So it, that feels like a step behind. It feels kind of a backwards way of doing it but not to go not to go backwards in back to top rack again but when you get a chance read that whole article mm-hmm. you, you'd appreciate some of his comments he said the he basically said the arrow sucked <laughs> he okay. said he didn't he said he didn't know how to drive with it he said it it doesn't make he doesn't have to lean over as far to get the bike to turn right but he said He's he's used to using his body as the arrow. Mm, okay. He gets off the bike and makes you know a wing to help catch more wind to help pull it into a corner. Let's say. Yeah. And he's saying he don't have to do that because the arrow's doing it for him. And he says it's just a matter of getting used to it, probably. But it it kind of it just kind of makes me laugh because we we both talked about how the BMW comes out there and it's got airplane wings on the front of it. And all the other bikes in World Superbike, they don't necessarily have that. Some little ones here, some little ones there, but they run what they brung, right? To a, mm-hmm. to a point. It's got to be a factory bike to a point. So BMW, you can buy thing with 747 wings on it right from the factory. It's true. You know, there was a, this is very off topic, but I got in an argument with someone at work about the price of planes. I was like, hey, you could get a plane for some odd amount of money on Facebook Marketplace any day of the week. And so I looked up planes once on Facebook Marketplace and the other day. Like I said, sorry, this is very off topic, but I was scrolling through Facebook Marketplace as I do. And uh, <laughs> there was a, a 757 for sale on there. Oh, yeah? Donald Price Trump to sell quick. His? Price to sell quick at $9 million. On Facebook Marketplace? Or maybe it was like $49 million or something. Yeah. What kind of ghetto guy is trying to sell something that expensive on Facebook Marketplace? It's like it's perfect. It sits uh, so many passengers. It'd be great for small airline or blah 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 blah. You got to sell quick. You got to stay off those one ads. You see the one I sent you? Yeah. That the rebar on the back. What the hell? That thing. That's the same one I was telling you about like a year ago that was on there. Mm, Okay. It all it all of a sudden pops back on. So I don't know if it's a scam, but did you read? The ad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He changes the oil every 500 miles for some reason. That's what he said. Yeah. And it's only been redlined one time. Mm-hmm. And there was like a 50-mile spirited adventure. And other than that, it's been babied. Yep. Except for the one crash that was... uh Enough to make him take the subframe out and put rebar on instead. But it said it said uh it, it only it's only been in one crash, but it was a uh, it was running from the cops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> classifieds are great. If you don't look at your local classifieds for everyone else's junk, you're uh, you're missing out on some good entertainment. 
I'll tell you what, if he took one zero off of that price at the end, it, I'd buy it all day long. I think you could say that about most things. That's probably true. Not that plain. <laughs> Not. Okay, that's fair. But <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> You take one zero, that's 90% off. So just about anything at 90% off, I'm probably going to take it. Yeah, except that plane. That's just still too much. Yeah, also I don't know. I don't need a 757. <laughs> I was Oh, yeah. Cuz right. there were a couple there were a couple like Lear jets on there a week ago. Like private jets. And I was like, "Okay, that I'm not obviously I'm not in the market, but I understand why that's here." And then there's a 757 commercial plane. I was like, "What the why?" Anyway, all well, right. So, hold on. We're we're going to have to start talking about Supercross on here. Yeah. We're gonna have to. So no, I'm gonna, so I had, I'm a, gonna... I had a theory on that. Yeah, Ducati announced they were going to motocross, supercross, whichever it is. After after Mark Marquez said, "I'm going to Ducati." Am I wrong? No, I don't think so. So, is it possible? This is also just a theory. But is it possible that Mark Marquez maybe somehow jump started Ducati's adventures into motocross? No. Why? Because he rides one? All of them ride one. Yeah, but if he's going to Ducati, they're not going to let him post pictures of him riding his HRC Repsol dirt bikes on the weekend. I, I agree with that, but do you remember how Jack Miller got away with that? Yeah, he covered it in Caterpillar. He had a he had a KTM. Pretty sure it was a KTM. He had a KTM that was all red. Had it said Ducati on the side of it. Hmm. It was like okay. a fake fake Ducati dirt bike because he's not allowed to sit on a KTM at that time. Right. But so Supercross is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Pretty excited for that to get going. That's how I'm going to get my motorcycle fix over this long winter. And, uh, but I watched a, you don't know these guys, but Eli Tomac, mm-hmm. superstar in the sport, and, uh, the little Deegan kid, right? Yep. Brian, no. That's the dad. It's Hayden. Hayden. Danger boy Deegan. They, uh, so his name, his last name's Deegan. Yeah. The other guy's his last name is Tomac. Uh-huh. Well, they're both on Yamahas this year, one on a 250, one on a 450. Okay. And they're calling them Mac and Deegs. Like Mac and Cheese, but Mac and Deegs? Yeah, Mac and Deegs. <laughs> uh, okay. That's funny, right? Yeah, sure. Mac and Deegs. That's like a dad joke, but yeah. Yeah, well, right. I'm a dad. So. Weird. Weird. So, moving on to, moving back to MotoGP. We did have a test. We did. Yeah, there was, in fact, MotoGP action this week. Not this weekend, but right immediately after the race. Technically still under the year 2023, which this blows my mind i don't know why why they got to do it like that but MotoGP gp contracts for riders go by year not by season 
And technically the, the test, which is always the Monday after the last race, is the first test of the 2024 season. So it's always the first test of the next year's season, but the riders are all under the same contract from last year because, well, it's still 2023. So you get a whole bunch of weird-looking... Kind of cool with some of them. Um, if people are swapping rides, they can't take all the sponsors with them because most of the sponsors... Not most, but many of the sponsors sponsor the bike, not the riders. So anyway, sorry, rambling. But we Mark, had a Mark, test. It looked cool. It was a pretty sweet outfit, yeah. Yeah, I kind of hoping that it ain't, but well, I know it's not going to look like that, but I'm kind of I had this like dream in my head that he's just going to go in there and be like, my color is red. Ducatis are red. Why don't we just go red? And then just go red. They can't also go red. to mess to mess with the factory bike a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say they can't go red because the factory bike and one more red bike would be. Too many, because the gas gases are red, the Ducatis are red. Oh, I forgot about the gas gas. That's because you never see them. Yep. Yeah. Next year, maybe. Pedro's, yeah, maybe. Okay, so let's let's do this right. Okay. So let's Where are we starting? Right. So, who should we who should we start with? Let's start with Aprilia. All right. What did Aprilia do in the test? The same thing they do every year. <laughs> They freaking won it, man. <laughs> the same thing they do every freaking year. Um, one, there have been no team changes for Aprilia going into 2024. Um, uh, Oliveira was not there. Hasn't Hold been there. Hold on. What? There's no changes in riders for the yeah. Aprilia factory team. Yeah. Or the satellite team. Or the satellite team, but there has been changes at the satellite team. Yeah, well, we're not talking about that right now. Okay, move it along. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that's different news. You're breaking us up. We're not going to have time to cover everything. All right. Move it or lose it. All right. Aprilia, no change in riders. Haven't seen Oliveira in a minute. Uh, he had a heck of a season heading over to Aprilia. What uh, I and I think some other people at least thought was going to be quite the season for him. Yes. Yes. I, Cole. Yeah. From the back. That's why you're being confusing. You said, we're not talking about the satellite team. You keep talking about Oliveira. I said, we're not talking about, we're talking about riders on Aprilia's. Are we not? Okay. Again, move along. Sure. I, I don't know how that's <laughs> not confusing or how that is confusing. <laughs> See, now you're confusing me. I'm confusing even that myself. Confusing. Okay. Aprilia. No rider changes at Aprilia. You threw me off real bad. This is nuts. I'm sorry. Top, uh, gun, top gun, the champion of testing, wins again. Wins again, yeah. One, he he loves to not win races and then come out in the test and be like, look how amazing we're going to do next year. I set an all-time lap record. This is my home track. I love it. The bike's doing great today. And, um, yeah. Next, next year's the year, baby. Yep. Uh, which I did uh, comment on our recent Instagram post. Someone did say it's his for the taking. He's going to take it. I don't I agree. Would I don't I agree, would but good luck. I, I would love it. I would love that. Not necessarily him taking the championship, but I would love him to be actually up in contention for more than like the first two races. Oh, I, I hope so. We need to so. we need to have five people fighting on the last day. That'd be amazing. Yep. 
Um, anyway, that's Maverick. He took first. Raul Fernandez on the RNF. Sorry, the what was RNF team. Uh, was actually in fifth, which is really good for him. Um, Pete was interesting this season, kind of up and down. So mostly down. Yeah, a lot of down, but he came up a couple times. You're like, oh, there he is. Oh, bye. So yeah, and then uh, the other two Aprilias took last and second to last. So Aleish was not feeling it. No, I don't remember what his excuse was this weekend, but. I think it was injured from the. He might have had an injury from the crash. Yeah, I'm thinking. I remembered something like that. Um, but with him, it doesn't matter. Uh, so if we're gonna really, get through this, we just got to do all Aprilia news. Okay, spit it out. <laughs> Why you want to fight? I'm just trying to help. Yeah, what do you got? What is it? RNF. Yeah, what about him? They gone. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Is it? I think it's great because <laughs> so they had that big opening uh you know at the beginning of the year when they do the they introduce the team, they sh- introduce delivery, all that kind of stuff. Yep. I watched like a half hour special on that RNF team. I still don't know what the hell it is. I don't know what they're trying to sell. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The, the sponsors in MotoGP, for, as an American, the sponsors are so confusing. Because you have, like, like Lenovo, we all know what that is. Uh, I don't necessarily actually know what Repsol is. I always just figured it was Honda. Oil. Is it? Yeah, and then, he, and then he's sponsored by the Green and Bear Teddy Bear helmet thing, which is a clothing line we established. Pull yeah. Bear. Poland Bear, yeah. So Repsol is oil, I guess, which tracks because Suzuki X-Star. X-Star is oil also. Um, Grassini, no idea. Couldn't tell you. Uh, Yamaha is just... Yamaha, right? They're the Monster Energy Yamaha. They got a pretty big Monster Energy sponsor. And then Pramac, yeah. So I'd say Pramac, Grassini. Um, if you like, do some research, you can figure them out a little easier, but it's often just confusing. Agreed. So they're gone, but you see Pitbull, the singer, rapper. I didn't catch that. So I haven't actually looked into that news at all, which is maybe why I was avoiding it so hard. So you get to kind of take this one over. Well, now I don't have it in front of me. Now I'm unprepared. Pitbull, the singer, is apparently involved in NASCAR. And okay. now has decided he would spend some money over in MotoGP and is is going to be the title sponsor for the new Aprilia Satellite team. But Sweet. It's not just the sponsor that's gone. They, they, they can the actual RNF team. Interesting. So the riders still have their bikes, but that's it. The riders still have their bikes, and the crew's probably still there or whatever, but they're forcing ah, that. This sounds terrible. I don't remember that guy's name either. Anyway, real prepared, Cole. Real prepared. I'll do my own Google. Uh, Anyway, they're gone. 
more to follow on the Aprilia non RNF team and, and, and details on that. I'm sure also we will get, um, we'll get more details coming in as the winter kind of goes over. It is, uh, how do I say this? Peak rumor season in MotoGP. Okay, that you're right, but that's so NASCAR outfit Trackhouse Racing set to become Aprilia MotoGP satellite team in 2024. There you go. Trackhouse Racing, which is owned by Pitbull, not the tire stand. Not the tire the stand. Sweet. And guess what else? What? The the important part I wanted to bring out now that I remember Trackhouse Racing. American company. Yeah. Is that that's it? That's the only American company outside of American racing. That's the first American company that's uh, in MotoGP. You know an American company is going to want to put an American on their bike at some point. That's true. We just need to get an American worthy of a bike. Yeah, there's a lot of them. They're just retired. So, yeah. uh, All right. Anyway, so that's Aprilia. Moving on. There you have it. Aprilia news done. Wrapped up. Okay. Let's talk about Suzuki. Oh, wait. Let's talk about Honda. What? You still? I'm just messing with you. You still got? Why you got to be like that? You still got? You still got your Honda stuff pulled up over there? I have everything pulled up. Yep. So we got two new riders on. Or so yes. we're we're talking about Honda. So there's four bikes involved in this. Yes, there's a factory team and a satellite team. Factory yep. team, satellite team. We have two new riders. Two riders returning from last year. You have Nakagami on the satellite team returning. And he will be alongside Joanne Zarco, who's coming from a Ducati. Correct. So Joanne Zarco will be one of those guys. Earlier in the podcast, we were talking about, can anybody just drive because it's a Ducati? Joanne Zarco is going to be the the first guy we talk about that has the opportunity to show us that it's not just the Ducati. It's him. That's correct. I didn't say he was going to be successful. I just said he had the opportunity. Yes. So, yeah, the opportunity is there. And I will preface all of what uh, we're going to give you the results here. And I'm going to try and keep my opinions at bay as much as possible because the last thing I want to happen is say something along the lines of like, well, yep, obviously they can't do it and not give them time to get used to the bike. One day on a brand new bike that's completely different is not enough time to get used to it and learn how to ride it. And also... You got to realize that between the top and the the top 21 riders, so Takanakigami in 21st, 130.976. Maverick Vinales in first, 129.253. So that's 1.7 seconds difference, which is not really that much. In MotoGP, that's a huge number. That's a big difference. But when it really comes down to it, under two seconds difference in all of the riders is not a lot. So no. when you got people all over the place, it's not necessarily the. Anyway, you guys know what I mean. So, yeah. So, so Nakagami and Joanne Zarko on satellite team. Correct. And then our second opportunity of a Ducati rider proving that it's not just the bike, which is a really good person to prove that, I think. That's a whole discussion, but yeah. Luca Marini on the Honda, taking Mark Marquez's seat. 
Sure enough, yeah, last literally last minute. Like I didn't know until the morning of the test. <laughs> and I don't know if anyone else really knew either. Officially. Uh obviously the rumors were out there and everyone was wondering. Um but yeah. And he's joined Marini. He's joined by returning for his second year on the Repsol Honda, Joe Amir. Who did what in the test? Thirteenth. Thirteenth. Did he crash? Yep, so the first Honda in the test is actually Luca Marini in 10th. Juan Mir down in 13th. Zarco in 17th. And Nakagami down in 21st. Yeah, I didn't realize Luca had... That's crazy. That's crazy right there all in itself. Had beat out the other guy on the factory bike. Yeah. Okay. Next team. Yamaha. We have no satellite teams. You don't we want have... to cover the, the weird... KTM wing on the back of the Honda. Was that on a Honda? Yeah. Did you notice that? Because they put the the camera on the back. You couldn't see it anymore because it's cut up by the stupid box wing back there. Honda's trying everything they possibly can to... That everybody else already has. Yeah. They're just like, well, we'll try this one. Yamaha tried it. We'll try this one. Ducati did it. Um, We'll see. It'll be an interesting season. <laughs> yeah. So... Anyway. So Yamaha, we have... Fabio Quattraro returning. Yeah, without a without a fever for the test, I believe, but recovering from a what apparently was a pretty rough weekend for him. Uh, I I didn't see any of that. Oh, okay. So MotoGP riders never cease to amaze me with the differences the contrast stark contrast between what what they do on a weekend you have one dude that goes out for a surgery gets a whole new arm put on and then comes back in and races and then another dude has a fever and he's like "Mm, i'm out um and i'm not talking crap on fabio but it's like oh yeah he's doing terrible this weekend because he had a fever on friday so it really kind of took him out uh if i remember right it was like well over like a pretty pretty bad fever and that could definitely make you extremely tired so the fact that he was racing at all i completely understand and again um he he finished in 12th for the weekend by the way for the test again that's less than a second behind so really there's not a bunch of room there but anyway yeah he he had a fever that's why he didn't do so well so he is joined by alex renz alex renz the talk of the town um, been out for injury a lot this year and came onto the Yamaha and everyone's talking about how amazing he's going to be. And then he almost, almost put the Yamaha on the dirt, didn't pulled in. And that was basically kind of the end of his pushing of the Yamaha. How beautiful so, were them Yamahas though? They do look cool from the right angles. Other angles I'm not so sure about, but there are some good angles. That front wing has got some weird scoopy elegant swan wing style looking they borrowed that from an aprilia yeah i noticed that but it doesn't look like it from the front and maybe that's just because it's all black aprilia's got the big old aprilia written on there but like from the front it looks it's got this sweet just nice swoop down then yeah you look from a different angle you can see it's very obviously an aprilia style wing but um they do look cool yeah uh alex friends finished in 19th uh, and then Cal Crutchlow was also out there testing. He took 20th. So the only... Anyway. Um, 
yeah, an interesting fact with that, with Yamaha for this whole year, they have an open design contract. Because of the new concessions, you mean? Yeah. So they're they're allowed to, from what I understand, I haven't looked into this a whole lot, so forgive me on that, but from they are allowed to test outside of normal MotoGP tests and continue engine modification. So they're doing a, let me step in. Okay. They're doing a four tier, A, B, C, D. Mm-hmm. And based off of your points in the championship, so Peko Bagnaya scored 500 points, for the year and the highest scoring Yamaha only scored a certain percentage of that many points. They right. get rated into those different things and each class. So an A is just normal. That's what Ducati would be. An A is normal, normal testing, normal, everything, no concessions. Mm-hmm. If you go to B, they get like more tires at a test. If you go to okay. C and, and they get the same amount of testing as the A group does just more tires. But if you go to B, then all of a sudden you get, you get more wildcard races, you get additional testing days. Okay. So MotoGP is essentially trying to equalize the playing field through, through four, a four tier program. All right. And moving on to KTM. KTM, which is KTM and gas gas. KTM KTM fat and satellite so exciting stuff going on over there uh i got a i got a big kick out of the did you see there livery i don't i i mean i yes i watched the whole freaking test but i think i missed what you're hinting at they have the they had the like zebra colors on device. oh yeah the they, they were trying to because they're trying to hide their we don't want anyone else copying our arrows, so we're going to try what the car manufacturers have been doing for years and put the... Yeah, which is so funny, because then Simon Crayfar is down there, like, all up in there, looking all over the thing and tell you every single little thing about it. Like, well, compared to last year's bike, this wing looks like it moved down about 10 centimeters up at the top, but then moved in two centimeters at the bottom. So clearly that's going to give them an... It goes you know, into his really crazy... Funny. Huh. Option one or option two. Maybe Jack just was like, I'm Australian and I want to ride a zebra. Uh, okay. Or option two, maybe that's the livery they wanted. And it was so bad, everybody just thought they were trying to camouflage their arrow. Yeah, so as I stated previously in podcast, we don't spread rumors here. Um, we try very hard to only talk about facts we're going to ignore both of those comments just barely <laughs> and and move on with how they did in the test uh one the biggest news i think what should have possibly been the biggest news of the year if another thing hadn't happened which we'll get into in a little bit baby uh, pedro acosta yeah the the second coming the baby jesus Pedro Acosta came up from Moto2, is on not a factory KTM, but rather a gas gas right next to last year's rookie <laughs> and rookie the of the year. Well, <laughs> there'll be two. He was the He'll only be rookie. the rookie of the year this year. Is there any other rookies? I don't think so. There are not. No, he is the only new rider. So, man. They literally just pull out Pedro in. That's it. Everything else is 
Can you imagine somewhere down the line when they're like, Pedro Acosta, nine-time MotoGP champion, one-time Moto2 champion, one-time Moto3 champion, MotoGP rookie of the year, and nobody will go back and look. Nobody will care. Nobody will know. Yeah. Um, You know, I didn't see anything super crazy from him. Uh, First time on a MotoGP bike, uh, and he was within a second of the top dogs. I'll give him that. Which I know there was only 1.7 seconds separating the whole field or whatever, but but he was, I mean, who should have done better? Him on a brand new bike or Joanne Zarco on a brand new bike or any other list of the people that he beat? Well, Joanne Zarco did do better. Oh. The only person that didn't on a brand new bike was Alex Rance, who was injured. And then almost high side of the bike and so kind of slowed down. Where did Pedro end up, like 15? 18th. So, um, once again, first test, you're absolutely right. First day on a MotoGP bike, first day on a big power, new bike, big bike, all those things. Uh, The only reason that I said what I said is that, again, I didn't see anything too crazy from him. He didn't come out and turn any heads. He didn't do anything that was super impressive. Did he come out and put down some laps and eventually get comfortable with the bike and end up within a second of the top boys. Yeah. hundred percent. Is that great? Yes. hundred percent. Does he have plenty of room to grow? Absolutely. So we'll see what next year brings. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not a Pedro guy and I don't think he's going to do it, but I'm just saying that I haven't yet seen anything that's like, Holy cow, this guy's crazy. So fair enough. We'll see. And then he took the last two races of the year in moto two off so that he could be fresh. So, that's maybe an inside joke. He, he didn't do well in the last two races. He, yeah. After he won the championship, he didn't even show up. But that's beside the point. So, Gas Gas, KTM. Yep, and then Augusto was in 14th. Uh, Jack Miller finished 9th. And Brad Bender finished up in 2nd place, uh, which I think is was kind of to be expected. Um, yes, He's been qualifying well the last few races. and. Yep. So... I think a quick break before we get to the Ducatis, (laughs) because that's what we got left. It will be an interesting season because I don't even know how to say it. The same thing we said last year. We got Maverick up on an Aprilia, and Aprilia has done all this research, and they've come out, and they're giving him the bike, and hopefully they've got it all figured out, but who knows? Brad Bender is on a KTM. KTM's giving him the bike. Hopefully he's got it all figured out. Who knows? Multiple people moved to Ducati that we thought had talent, Think may still think have talent. Ducati's obviously got the bike. They just won a championship and I think placed, what, second and third, maybe even fourth? Definitely second and third. I think Brent Bender was in fourth. Um, yep. So there's that. And KTM also, yeah, they're bringing up Pedro Acosta. He's supposed to be the best thing since sliced bread, all this stuff. KTM's obviously got the bike. There you go. Uh, Honda, who knows? Changing a lot of stuff. You got a couple of very good test riders, I think. Luca Marini's supposed to be good about telling me what's wrong with the bike, and Juan Zarco's kind of just like the old man in the group. Feel, feels like, anyway, the old man in the group that's just like, yeah, I'll ride it. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. And that's, uh, I think, about what we can expect out of him next year. And then Yamaha. They got quality maybe. riders on their bikes. They 
We'll see if they yeah. can get a bike fixed. Yep. Um, they made some big changes. I think I heard the Yamaha guy. No, that was Honda. Uh, the Honda dude. I forget his name right now. I don't know. Pooj. Pooj. No, that's, I thought Pooj was a Yamaha. Jarvis. Right. Yeah, Jarvis. Okay. Yeah, Pooj over at Honda said that, no, they're not quite there yet. He said they still need more. It was a good test. They definitely made improvements, but they still need more. Um, I think everyone... Not everyone, but I think he's a humble enough guy that he's just going to say that unless they're winning. So, who knows? Anyway, that's kind of where it's at. So, with that, let's dive into Ducati. What um, with this one, since there's four freaking teams and eight Ducatis, we might as well go team by team. Where do you want to start? Starting with Grassini. Bottom. We'll work bottom up. All right. No offense. Grassini. Is it the bottom, though? <laughs> that's what I mean. You'd have to, you'd have to argue. So... Grassini did, in fact, pick up DG. Thank goodness. What are you talking about? Oh, wait. He, I'm wrong. Yeah. Grassini did pick up. Who the hell did they pick up? Mark Marquez, man. Oh, yeah, that guy. You're all sorts of backwards. He came oh. in ready to go off on DG, and here we are at Mark Marquez yeah, before you wanted to be. So, Mark so Gristini, as we've known for a while, picked up Mark Marquez. So now they've got the Marquez brother collaboration over there. They do. Um, quite a good test for them. It was Spain. They are Spaniards. Uh, fourth and sixth, respectively, for Mark and Alex. So. So what about what about that? I mean, that should answer some questions right there. Like, I know any day, uh, I think everybody agrees that Mark's a better rider than Alex. I mean, we all yeah. know that. But still, Alex has had the whole year to ride the bike. You go to a test, that guy hops on, throws a leg over for the first time, and still beats you by two spots? Yep. That don't seem right. But excited to see what happens that year. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Big things to note there. Uh, it took all of seven laps for Mark Marquez to be within like three tenths of the guy on the top, and then he left at one point. Yep, and then he took the top for a little bit, and then he finished down in fourth, um, the second fastest Ducati. So quite the. I think it, no one was really surprised. No one will act surprised anyway. Um, that he went over that bike, hopped on it, and what what was impressive to me is that he went out and did eight laps with all of the settings of the bike in neutral, basically. Middle of the road, here's the bike, this is your test run, go see what you can do, come back, tell us how it feels, and we'll start moving things. And that was really the only goal for them that weekend, besides maybe to play some mind games on everyone and let them know that, as the words of Top Rack, we were coming, maybe, who knows? He didn't say those words, but um, it was, yeah, everything just in the middle, bike not set up for him at all, and then he went out and came within three-tenths of the top. That is a, I would be scared if I was anyone else, because obviously we have to dwell on Mark for a little bit. We're going to get to another one that swapped from a terrible bike over to a Ducati in a little bit, and it will back up what I'm saying, but of everyone that moved around, 
I think it's clear right now anyway. Sure looks like he's not going to not be around next year. So anyway, enough said there. We don't need to beat the... So now we can move up to Mooney's VR46, who I heard is not going to be called Mooney's anymore. I didn't hear that. VR46, they're losing that sponsor or moving on from Mooney's sponsor. Okay. Which is kind of sad because as an American, we we talked earlier about not knowing sponsors. Mm -hmm. I have no idea who Mooney's is. Right. M-O-O-N-E-Y-S. But I mm-hmm. do know who Mooney's M O O N I E S is in the U.S. and I Mooney's is awesome. So and it's same color scheme, and so I just kind of pretend that's who they are. Old '60s car company. Look it up. All right, uh, aftermarket component company. Moon gotcha. Moon Eyes. Well, anyway, um, yeah, that was important. That's where did you went? Indeed. His leathers looked awesome. They did. They did look pretty cool. Uh, yeah, DG and Antonio, the Italian, stays with Ducati in MotoGP for another year. Uh, came out of nowhere at the end of the season. Not not out of, out of nowhere per se, but it kind of felt like it. A slow burn. Yeah. Um, definitely had more camera time in the back end. Uh, had a couple times that it looked like he could have made some some big moves. And to me, looks like a smart guy. So uh, Valentina Rossi picked him up, threw him on the team, and he's he's back on his bike again. And where did he finish? He is right behind Alex in seventh. So and he is alongside Bezzecchi. Indeed, Marco the Madman Bezzecchi. Who is currently very upset with Mark Marquez? I don't know if you heard. You have to have heard about that. Yep, yep. yep. So, yeah, Mark's known as a dirty rider. What do you know? Bezetti was uh, hit by that. <laughs> we talked about that last week. <laughs> yes. And decided to go share some words with them. So, so moving up one more step, we got Pramac. Oh, hang on. We got a, the the most important part of that whole Bezetti thing was that shared some words with Mark about the race and then came back the next day and said, screw you, Mark, I will do better. So he took third. He was the top Ducati of the weekend. I did not catch that. Yep. That was yep. important. So I'd yeah, that was a the little bit of a drama antics, if you will. Uh, there, there was a little bit of Mark following him around at the test. That's why I bring that up specifically because anyway, and it wasn't, if I remember right, looking at it, it wasn't like Mark was out there chasing him down and trying to whatever, but Mark ended up behind him at one point, and then they both came in at the pits at the same time, and Bezzetti was like all upset about it. I don't think that Mark was out there like, I'm going to go follow this guy around to whatever, maybe get a few pointers, pick up on riding style, whatever it might be, but in the end, Bezzetti did finish one place ahead of him, so... Yep, that wraps up VR46. And then we have... Premac. Premac, who is on a factory bike. So they had the new 2024 Desmo Sedici, the only non-factory factory Ducati on the grid. Not factory team, but factory bike. So, uh, which has Jorge Martin, your second place, not quite world championship, not quite world champion. Um, 
had quite a season. Did some pretty Mark amazing Marquez things. type things. Yeah, did uh, that, that wasn't the amazing things I was talking about, but yeah, did some of those things also. <laughs> uh, made some moves and uh, didn't quite take the championship, but definitely proved that he is here to fight. Uh, and then next to him, who we got next to him? I don't remember. What the, What do you mean you don't remember? This was like, you were so excited about it. It's a boy. It's John Zarco. No, it's not. It was. <laughs> Ain't anymore. Oh. Who is it? You actually don't remember? Of course I remember. I want you to say it. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> good old Frankie Morbidelli. <laughs> Uh, Valentina Rossi's best friend, maybe, but I don't remember what the relationship is there. But uh, anyway, the man I remembered, I just wanted to forget because, and maybe you were going to go there. I'm sorry, but you talk about a rider that comes from one bike, jumps on another bike, and how long the crossover is. Mm -hmm. Is that where you were going to go? Okay, continue that. Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to say he will be the tell this year. He is the like him and Zarco or him and Marini are the two tellings to see how much better Ducati is. Yep. Cause Morbidelli has said the Yamaha's junk. Yep. And he's openly said that he wanted to be on better equipment, alluding to that's the reason he's doing what he's doing. Yep, and uh, for some reason he made it into Pramac on the factory bike. So the only reason I could give him any excuse is because he's not on the GP 23 or the Desmo Sedici 23 that just won the championship because maybe Ducati makes some big mistake with their moving forward. Who knows? Right. Uh, but I think that very unlikely, but he will be on the newest Ducati on the grid. So that, that would be like the only excuse he would have. Um, but him and Martin finished right next to each other. You want to guess their places? They were low. Yep. Pretty low. Yeah. I don't remember the exact spots, but they were relatively low. 15th and 16th. Does Martin put a bike down twice? So Martin went out and wrecked in like the first 10 minutes of the entire day and then stayed out there in his dirty leathers and wrecked another bike later. If I remember right. Yeah. Yeah. The hangover. So, yeah, he was in 15th, Morbidelli in 16th, and that leaves us with just the final, the two boys. Pecco and Bagnaya. And Pecco, Bagnaya, and Enea Bastianini, rather. Yep. Those are the two. <laughs> Bagnaya and Bastianini. Uh, Bagnaya, obviously your world champion from the year, uh, took 11th overall, a 129.9, so seven tenths off. Um, never been... One to do crazy in the practices, honestly, in the tests. He's never yeah. been a big test guy. He was, he used to not be a big qualifying guy either, and then he kind of realized that he had to be. So um, who knows there? Also, he was testing the new bike, testing the 2024. So you can – it's the thing is it is a test. It's not necessarily – Hey, go put down the best lap time. It's hey, go figure out what we need to change to make sure this bike is good to go for next year. So, this, that's this, fun. This is a one chance before they put them in the closet for a while. So, yep, they're not so, allowed and to then, with them. Bastianini, poor guy, uh, quite the season. 
or quite the not season for him. He gets one more year on that factory bike to see if he's worth keeping around. What did you uh, think about the end of his season? He won a race and then went back to nowhere again. Kind of, yeah. It was weird. Um, I was a little mad. I, I put him on my fantasy team expecting great things because that's what he did last year. Came up out of nowhere at the end. Looked really great. Got on that factory ride. And then this year, he had a whole bunch of injuries. Came back, finally looked like he was good again. Won a race and then was sitting like right behind Bagnaya for a little bit. Like Looked like he was going to do great things. And then you're absolutely right. Kind of fell off. Um, I don't know. I, I have no idea what to expect next year out of him. I expect Silly. great things, but... Silly season. He, he's got to hit the ground running or his contract will be voided before we get to race six. Yeah. Yeah, which will be interesting because I can only assume they would put Jorge up there. But, I mean, Bastianini and Bagnaia, that's like their dream team, right? The two Ducati Italians in the right light look look exactly the same, same hairstyle and all this stuff. They should just be finished in first and second every single week. Right. Every race. Like, with, it should just be red. With the coming in third. Yeah. Yep. That would maybe, be... Maybe Morbidelli. Well, and then... Bezzecchi, Morbidelli, DG, those are all the only the only non-Italians are the Spaniards, which is the Grassini and Jorge. Yep. So anyway, it'll be kind of funny if they put DG on the factory bike and still keep Jorge on Pramac. Just because he's not Italian. But who knows? That wraps up your your test. Sorry, that was kind of drug out. A lot of big moves from a lot of big people. Uh it'll be interesting. I know you're gonna be very keen to see what happens with Luca on the Honda, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, everyone in the world is keen to see what happens with Mark. And then don't forget about Pedro. That's the biggest thing I can say is don't forget about Pedro going into next year. Oh, so I won't. He'll be fine. Yeah. But next test is coming up in February, and the racing starts in March. And we're going back to Qatar for the beginning of the season. So yep. back to normal schedule. Yep. To open it up. So... That's uh, that's gonna wrap us up, I think, for for MotoGP for sure, and I think for the week. So. Yep, I agree. Anyway, uh, can be looking forward to watch, watch for some Mac and Mac and Deegs. Yeah, Mac and Deegs coming <laughs> up in the in the off road version of two wheel racing. Uh, we'll be getting uh, at least some highlights as that starts to come out. Going to be getting some guests on, at least one guest at the moment that we know of. Try and get a couple more. Might kick back and uh, let the old man tell some stories one of these days coming up. You talking about me? Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm just going to pop some popcorn, get my hot chocolate. I like it. Just sit back and relax. So, yeah. That's about all, all we got. Okay. Well, let's let them get out of here. All right. Thank you all for being here. Uh, make sure you click that subscribe button down below, or if you went over and decided to listen to us on one of our other platforms, hit that download or whatever, follow, subscribe, whatever it might be. However they do it. I don't know. I don't have all of them. Sorry. iHeartRadio. That's another one. Smash. Throw a like on the video. Let us know in the comments what you guys are thinking. Hey, if we are boring you or you don't enjoy listening or whatever it might be, we take feedback. So please give us the feedback. We'll take it on board. We'll move forward. We'll improve. We're here for you guys. So... Okay, let's let them go. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Thank you.